from the old National Bank State Street studio, this is Waddle and Sylvie on WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago, a Good Karma Brands radio station. Bears conversation. 10.30 this morning, Ryan Poles held a press conference with Matt Eberflus, but the big story was about Poles. What he had to say about free agency, the number one pick. He said he didn't celebrate the number one pick. He said he got uh, his neighbor came out of the house, too. And uh, said, hey, congratulations on the number one pick. He's like, eh, I'm not in the mood. And he, he claims he didn't watch the end of the Texans game. That he wanted to be with his players. And the media called him out on that, said, uh, we don't buy that. And he said, no, I'm telling you. He, he, someone came up to him and, and told him that they got the number one pick. And he's still not in the, like, celebration part of it. He's like, it's, it's, Listen, it, there he was, knew he was getting yeah. one or two. And it was, it was that. And, and really, he didn't think that there was that big of a difference, at least before the game. I think if you're the architect of this organization and your team just went 3-14, and 14, albeit by design in a lot of ways, and you just set a franchise record for most consecutive losses, right. there's a certain sting that goes along with that that may, you know, it may mute the excitement that comes from getting the number one overall pick. He may be more excited in April than he is right now. Yes. Uh, this was the big takeaway before we get to Courtney here um, on, on from Ryan Poles and what he had to say about Justin Fields. Um, he did basically commit to Justin Fields for next year, saying that he would be their quarterback next year. But what about that number one pick? What about a quarterback with that number one pick? Would he ever take a quarterback with the number one pick? This is how he answered. Well, we're going to do the same as we've always done. We're going to evaluate the draft class. And I would say this, I'd have to be absolutely blown away to make that type of decision. But for the most part, he did sing the praises of Justin Fields, and he talked about that he did play well in 2022. And then, obviously, I know a lot of questions just about the quarterback. I thought Justin did a good job. I thought we changed a lot. We adapted. We tried to put him in a position to be successful. He showed the ability to be a a playmaker, be impactful. He can change games quickly. Um, Does he have room to grow? He does. He has to get better as a passer. And I'm excited to see him take those steps as we move forward. What more about him improving as a passer? Yeah, just um, as a passer, just for things to slow down um, mentally and then be able to react and anticipate quicker. Um, Obviously, with that, we also have to continue to build around him so that he can do that. Uh, consistently as well. So more also about that supporting cast. Here are some of the intangibles that Ryan Poles does like about Justin Fields. Yeah, resilient. Uh, A guy that has um, ownership, he has growth mindset, the amount of time that he put in with the coaches to continue to get better. The guy is hungry to be successful in this football, in this league. So he did say some really good stuff about Justin Fields. And here are some of the wow moments that as he watched him, that he did start believing more and more in Justin Fields as far as going to the next year with him as his quarterback. Yeah, well, it was like midseason when he really started to go off um, with his legs, create explosion, uh, explosive plays. You know, you think of plays like um, 
the shot to Mooney, the shot to Pettis in the corner of the end zone. I think that was Washington. Uh, those deep ball throws that we know he can make. Now it's just closing in the gap and being consistent with it. And again, I know the beautiful thing about football is we can't point at one. You can never point at one person and be like, it's his fault. No, it's a collective where everything's got to work together. So I know and we know if we continue to grow this football team, bring in a lot of really good players, that everyone's going to get better collectively. And then one more before we go to Courtney. I want to play this. Here he talks about the leverage that he has owning the number one pick in the draft. Yeah, I think it goes back to what I said about flexibility. I think we can evaluate the talent there. Uh, We can see what player presents himself in that position to help us. And then we can also look at the scenarios. You know, if the phones go off and there's certain situations where we think that can help us, then we'll go down that that avenue too. So um, I think we have really good flexibility to help this team, regardless if it's making the pick there or moving back a little bit or moving back a lot. We'll be open-minded about everything. So Ryan Poles today. It was about a half-hour press conference. Matt Eberflus was there, but basically the star of today's show was Ryan Poles, the general They brought out a Lego, too, didn't they? At the beginning, yeah. He said this is what he gave everybody at the beginning of the year. All the coaches and was it players, too? It was something about, like, the foundation that this was we were going to build a foundation and it was a block of Legos. I'm still waiting for Danny Zetterman to give us one of those for our office. Oh, really? Yeah, why not? Okay. I'm not, not, I'm, my kids love Legos. Mason especially. Yeah. Courtney, did you get any uh, Legos from Ryan Poles today? No, he actually took it with him when he left the podium because I went back in to the media room. I went back into the press conference room after I went to go put my computer down because I wanted to take a picture of it because it looked like it was a special Lego. It's not like the normal-sized ones that you get and then your kids leave them out and you end up stepping on them and oh, yeah. you know, really hurting your foot. Mm-hmm. Um, but he took it with him because I, and I just, I'm curious, who was the person inside Hallis Hall mm. that had to place a special order to whichever company makes these things and say... Can I get three thousand logos with the uh, three thousand Legos with the Bears logo on it? Um, I don't know if this will be something that he gives out every year, but it was, you know, a symbolic gesture from Ryan Poles. He gave it out at the first All Staff meeting before the season started, and it was his way of saying, "I need everybody on the same page. We're laying the foundation, building it, so to speak, with those blocks, and then you stack them." Uh, that's the goal for this team in 2023 to simply get better, and by doing that, you've got you've got to build on the foundation that you laid this year. Now, now he just needs to find somewhere that will deliver a left tackle, a number one wide receiver, a pass rusher, and a three technique defensive lineman. Do we know where we can get all of those, Courtney? You can definitely start looking in free agency as this uh, as this team as we all know this team has a lot of money to spend and I thought it was you know polls even referenced that that the conversation around this team is that they've got a lot of money and that they are going to go crazy in free agency and I think he kind of tempered those expectations because he wants to double down on you know we're going to get players in here for the right value, meaning that they're not going to overpay for somebody who might not be worth that value. He kind of made that point a little bit later on when I asked him about David Montgomery and trying to keep him in the fold. But as far as where we stand right now with Ryan Poles and free agency and getting all of those pieces, like 
this is they've got the flexibility this offseason to do a lot, but there are still so many holes that I don't think you know, I think he was smart and measured in the way that he approached this today to not say we're gonna fill all of these in one offseason. They're gonna yeah. try, but this is a process and to get a three technique. I mean, we all saw Jalen Carter last night in the Georgia game. I feel like that's a really prime spot, but if they don't wanna look there, they can go and look at the free agent three techs in, in, you know, the next couple months. I mean, Deron Payne had a great season, and he's going to hit the market if Washington doesn't keep him. I mean, there's plenty of options out there, but they've got to be judicious in how they stay the course here because you don't want to go from being measured in your approach, doing what it takes in year one to lay the foundation of this team, and then almost like divert from that plan and go crazy in free agency. They are going to have a busy year, but I think that him saying all of that tries to at least give us a little in, like little inclination to what his mindset is going into free agency and then the draft. Courtney's brought to you by Wintrust Community Banks. They are Chicago's banks. To find your nearest Wintrust Community Bank, visit Wintrust.com slash find us. Member FDIC. We've seen some articles, Courtney, about the Bears needing to spend a minimum amount of money. Now, they've, as we all know, they have over $100 million to spend, and, and I wouldn't expect them to spend it all. But there is a number that they do have to hit. I, it, it's complicated. Uh, is it something that you are aware of, or do you have details on that and how close they are to actually reaching some threshold with regard to what they, are, they have to spend? Well, it's that cash floor, right? right. Like they've, they've got... You know, there's players that are within the team right now that they're going to want to keep and and possibly even offer extensions to. I mean, the first one that comes to mind for me is David Montgomery, and that's an easy, that's an easy one right now because of where the running back free agent market is and where David Montgomery falls into that mix. They can afford, and it wouldn't even have to be necessarily the team friendly deal. It's more of just like a position friendly deal of where what he could get elsewhere, and. You know, staying here in Chicago, a place that he said he wants to be. And Ryan Poles uh, professed that he really likes David Montgomery and wants to keep him. But I think it's those sorts of deals to be able to, like, you've got to start chipping away at it. It's not like the money carries over, you know what I mean? Like, and they've got to start cap planning for the big extensions that we think are in the works, whether it's Cole Komet, who got a major vote of confidence from the general manager today. Darnell Mooney's in line for one. Jalen Johnson. And then you got to start thinking about Justin Fields. You know, assuming he's their guy, and by all in, in for, for everything that we heard from Ryan Poles today, you're led to believe that. They've got to figure out, okay, no-brainer in picking up his fifth-year option, but when do you start those conversations uh, for the quarterback? Do you even get to that fifth-year option before you can extend him when he's eligible for it after three seasons? What, what, what did you make of what Paul said today about Fields? Because he did leave open the possibility of being wowed, um, and he did compliment Fields, but like you said, he, 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 was, like, he really was complimentary of Montgomery. He was very complimentary of Mooney. He was very complimentary of Kamet. He wasn't over the top, and he did point out the obvious that he needs to develop as a thrower. So what did you – did he meet your expectations of what he said about Justin Fields? Absolutely. I think that he said everything he needed to say today, and he went about it in the right way because – Again, you don't ever want to be in the spot of drafting number one overall because most times that means that you were the worst team in the NFL and you end up with the best draft pick. That's something that nobody really wants, but it's a it's an opportune position to be in. So, of course, any time that you are in that spot, you're going to evaluate 
literally every player that's available in the draft because the entire draft board for you at that spot is available. So I think that what he said about potentially drafting a quarterback, like, he, you know, he doubled down. Like, we was asked about Fields. He said, yeah, he's the guy going forward. And I'm paraphrasing there, but they had good conversations. He knows what he needs to work on, but they're excited about his development. And then the follow-up was, okay, well, you just said Fields is the number – is your guy, and you also have the number one pick. You know, how, how, how do you – view that when you're thinking about potentially drafting a quarterback and I think that I wouldn't say he showed his hand there I think that he said the right things though to leave the door open a little bit but you also know that he how he feels about Justin Fields and I think it would just really blow me away if they did end up trading him after this and it's not that you know the general manager can't pivot course and go a different direction because he gave himself that window he didn't shut it down completely because you are going to go through the scouting process like any fan out there who thinks that the general manager would be wrong to do his due diligence in looking at these quarterbacks that's just a short-sighted way of, of viewing it and you can have all the faith in Justin Fields as this organization clearly does. But if somebody comes along, if there's a quarterback needy team out there that knows they might not get up to where they want to in the draft board, in the draft like uh, order to, to get a quarterback, or if somebody gives you an offer, you can't refuse for Justin Fields because he's got two years remaining on the deal. And then the fifth year option as a rookie, that's a prime spot for them to be in. Like, if they offer you two first-round picks for Justin Fields and you can still draft the number one quarterback overall, could you blame Ryan, Ryan Poles for saying no to that? Like, that's kind of where I am on this right now. I don't I, think, I think there's any untouchables here. Like, I, I, might, I fully expect them to move forward with him. But, Courtney, yes, yeah. if something develops that you didn't accept. And I think that that's why I think he played his cards well today. I think he gave Justin Fields a vote of confidence and at the same time was also, you know, understanding that their passing game needs to improve and he needs to improve and he left you with the what did he say it have to be wild yeah blown away blown Something away that was going to blow him away well, I mean, he, yeah what he, if a, what if a deal comes in that blows him away i mean who knows I exactly don't know. and that's and that's the thing like it wouldn't be let's say there is a deal that comes in and blows him away and they end up trading justin fields and they draft bryce young cj stroud whoever it is at number one that doesn't mean that that's like an indictment on fields but this is a business and if some team comes in with a haul of draft picks saying we want this for justin fields and ryan poles gets first a couple first rounders and potentially other capital in there too. Maybe there's a player in the mix to, to build this thing out. I think he'd have a hard time saying no to that. And of course, you're gonna listen. It's not that we're set. Like you know, everybody in every NFL team, no matter the circumstances, are they're always listening to offers. There's so few players in the NFL that are off limits that I think that you need to be measured and reasonable when you, if you're a fan, listening to Ryan Poles, listening to what the conversation around this team is going to be the next couple months as it pertains to the quarterback. Because they could, I mean, again, they can love Justin Fields, but if the right offer comes in at the right price that helps them with their long-term goal, they're going to have to listen. And if they end up pulling the strings to make that trade happen and Fields ends up somewhere else, they're going to end up with the top quarterback in the draft. But but even even if they are blown away for an offer for Fields, they could still end up with a bunch of draft picks with no quarterback. You and, if you, and and if you end up with no quarterback, Courtney, we know you're 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 nowhere. Like of you're no, you're nowhere with this. So like to me, like you've taken out the bust factor. We know Justin Fields isn't a bust. We know he still has to develop. But we what we do know with Justin Fields is he has shown you he can be a productive player. 
even without a premier line and premier weapons. And we still know that there's room to grow, but we know where the floor is set. And the floor is at 26 touchdowns and uh, with very low uh, surrounding around, uh, around him. That's pretty good. No, and I agree with that. Again, like I'm not in the pro-trade Justin Fields camp. I think that there are risks that you take in expecting, oh, well, the next guy that we draft, the next top quarterback is going to pan out. How many times have we seen that actually happen? Right. Go back to Justin Fields' draft class. There's two right now, him and Trevor Lawrence, that you can say are sure, sure bet things right now. And Fields still has a long way to go. I yeah. mean, as we heard today... And we've heard for a while, even him yesterday, admitting that he doesn't want to break rushing records. He's a quarterback. He wants to break passing records. But, you know, it's such a crapshoot. The draft is not an exact science. And personally, I worry about a Bryce Young and the durability factor and the fact that he's like 5'11", in, in, you know, really. Like, I know he's listed probably as six foot, but that's, you know... That's not true. Like, when you see his actual measurements, he's probably going to come in around, like, the Kyler Murray to a Tagovailoa height. And I don't know if if that's really the route that you want to go. And as it, as it, you know, as we look at fields and that, you have to factor in the leadership part here, yes, too. Do you absolutely. really want to? I know this roster is going to turn over again. I get it. But do you really want to go th- make your guys in the locker room go through that again when we find out this week and really have the last couple weeks how much that Roquan Smith and Robert Quinn, how much those trades really impacted this team? You want to take the the unquestioned leader of this group out of there? Like, if you're going to do it, it better be for a generational talent, a can't-miss guy, an Andrew Luck sort of guy. And I honestly don't know if Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, any of the other names that might go in the first round fit into that category. Yeah, I think this would be an easier decision for them to move forward if they were dealing with a quarterback that didn't have the high football IQ and the work ethic and the leadership skills that Justin has shown in two years. Then I think it would be easier for Poles and and that group to move forward. But um, you heard what what Poles said about Chase Claypool today. What did you make of what you, you heard about his assessment of the wide receiver he acquired? Yeah, I think he was being complimentary of, you know, he wasn't going to dunk on anybody when we were up there, uh, when he was up there. I mean, he said complimentary things about Braxton Jones and Riley Reef, and I think when it comes to Claypool, you know, he wants to make it look like he didn't, you know, this wasn't a trade that he regretted. Because remember, this only happened about two months ago, and the, for him, it's fair to say you can use the excuse of, well, he hasn't been here a whole off season, And he pointed to the discrepancy between the passing game being the worst in the NFL and the running game being the best in the NFL is you know a lack of chemistry between Fields and his you know majority of his weapons because they didn't get that full offseason together and you know the extra work that he put in with Mooney and with Cole Komet frankly did not catch on in season until you know week six week seven uh, or really for Mooney it was that Giants game but even for Cole Komet it was still the halfway point of the season before he had scored his first touchdown you got to think about what the rest of the receiving core looks like it's all new guys guys that are probably not going to be here next year and having Chase Claypool in the fold and knowing that he is going to be working with Justin Fields in the offseason he is going to you know have a full like OTAs to get himself together. I mean, he said it recently that he's excited about OTAs, and no player ever says that they're excited about OTAs. But for him to get here in the spring and get a clean slate instead of having to play catch-up, I think that Poles is giving him the benefit of the doubt in that respect because nobody expected him to come in here and have 14 catches for 140 yards in seven games. That's not acceptable given the draft capital that they gave up for Chase Claypool, but 
All that said, I think Polls laid out a good argument for why he struggled, but also that he expects that that was kind of a blip on the radar and not going to happen again next year. I thought it was a, a weird coincidence today, Courtney, that Polls speaks, and then like moments later, Roquan Smith got his extension yeah. with the Ravens. Uh, Poetic justice for Roquan. Yeah, what did you make of the, what, the money that he got today from the Ravens? You know, he decided he wanted to bet on himself, and he... You know, for what, for whatever, I think there's two things that can be true here. That you can be happy for Roquan Smith, the player, in getting to get his big deal. The, you know, I, I'm curious. It's unfortunate that it happened after polls talked because I would have really liked to have known if we could have gotten any sort of indication on if the Bears were close to that number. I don't believe they were. The number that I had heard earlier was about $3 million off on that number. So, you know, he wanted to reset the market, and good for him for doing that, but also good for the Bears for holding their ground and saying, look, we play a 4-3 defense. You're an off-ball linebacker that doesn't rush the passer. We're not spending over 10% of our cap to give you this extension. I think it's a smart move, and it's a good business move from Ryan Poles, and I'm also happy that Roquan Smith got what he desired. I mean, he's back in a 3-4 defense. He's playing the position that he wasn't playing here with Matt Eberflus in this scheme where he was trying to fit in. And I think, honestly, he was playing catch-up because he missed so much of the offseason. It's, you know, I, I personally am not, like, I mean, I'm not in the camp of paying off-ball linebackers that much. I think, honestly, you've got to look at the premier positions, the guys who get after the quarterback, have big sack numbers, and that's a defensive end. That's a three technique. And, you know, when Ryan Poles was talking today about the positions you prioritize it's it's edge rushers it's left tackles it's cornerbacks and certainly last year as we saw in free agency in the offseason it's wide receivers so I think that it's it's terrific for Roquan Smith that he ended up somewhere where he's happy where he's valued that he got to reset the market and make 20 million dollars a year on average it's also great for the Bears that they didn't give in to that and change their long-term plans. I think it shows you how they do business and might foreshadow how they're going to do business with free agents this offseason. Amen to all that. I agree with that 100%. Who's the best team in the NFC North in 2023 as this season kicks off next year? Oh, is it going to be Detroit? <laughs> is it going to be Detroit? That's I think it's going to be yeah. Detroit. I mean, honestly, I'm really impressed with what we saw on Sunday Night Football. Yeah, that was Because crazy. I was texting with a couple people in personnel just asking, like, how do you get guys up for a game like this? Because it's minutes before, and I was leaving Soldier Field as Seattle beat uh, the Rams in that game to knock the Lions out of the playoffs, and then that's, like, minutes away from the Lions taking the field. And I'm like... They know they're not playing for anything. All they'd be playing for is pride. And, you know, maybe I'm soft, but I'd be like, I'm not sacrificing my body for pride uh, going out there in this game where it's cold. And (laughs) all you're doing is to not, like, it's not just, though, knocking the Green Bay Packers out of the postseason. There are a lot of guys on that roster. Brad Holmes is in the early stages of being a general manager there. Dan Campbell's in his second year of being the head coach. You've got to prove, if you're one of these guys further down the roster, that you can still play when the stakes don't matter, to show that you, when they do matter, you can be trusted. So all of that said, I honestly feel like the Lions took a big step this year, and I would not be surprised throwing it out there now because I think Minnesota's going to take a step back. That yeah. roster's going to turn over in a big way next year. If they go 6-11, and 11, I wouldn't be shocked at all. But will I think Rogers, Detroit, Will Rodgers be back with the Packers? Shoot, you guys would probably know better than I would. I mean, anybody would. Because $59 he's so, million dollars guaranteed. He has 59 million reasons to be back, but 
I I don't know. I just can't with him because it's always this big mystery of I'm going to take the off season and try to figure it out. I get it. He's 39 years old. There is, you know, it's a point of his career where he realizes his football football mortality, so to speak. But I think he's back. I honestly think if the Lions, I mean, they may not want to draft a quarterback right away. Like, I mean, they, they're in position to do it. But, like, if they keep Jared Goff in the fold, and if they do draft a quarterback that maybe sits for a year, who knows where they could be? I mean, I honestly think their stealing is maybe the highest uh, I like outside it. of the Bears. I like the way they've built their team. Now, it took some time, and I think you've yeah. mentioned that over the course of the week with different, you know, last week as well, talking about the Lions. You know, their offensive line is very good. Their defensive line is very good as well. If we could come out of this upcoming draft and free agency period, and you're not going to solve all your problems up front on both sides of the ball, but if you can have a couple of pieces to the puzzle that make you more solid, a la the Detroit Lions, it would be a very successful offseason oh for this God, Yeah, uh, Courtney, great stuff. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Take Thanks, care. Courtney. There you go. I, I, there is one person who we trust that we think highly of who would not be shocked if Rodgers retires. I want to read you what he has to say. That's coming up. If you want to react to what Courtney had to say, 312-332-3776. I got more Ryan Poles, and I got a great giveaway for everyone to stand by the phones for. Uh, It's all coming up next. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie. ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. Black is back tonight. Abdallah is still out uh, with new baby. Fatherhood, I'm sure, is treating him well. Told him to enjoy it. Sure, he's sleeping. Maybe not. I said uh, appreciate every hour of sleep you get. Because for here on out, uh, every hour of sleep you get should be appreciated. Well, yeah, and not just when they're babies. You won't sleep soundly again That's when I mean. she grows up as well. <laughs> yeah, you could. Trust me. You know that. Um, so this is Andrew Brandt. You know how much uh, yeah. both of us uh, appreciate Andrew Brandt. He has experience uh, inside that building in Green Bay. Used to be their team president. Is that what what he was? Certainly was in charge of salary cap issues. Yeah. but I uh, don't know his exact title with Green Bay for those years. Andrew Brandt uh, tweeted last night on Aaron Rodgers. He said, "Yes, Aaron Rodgers has a sixty million dollar guarantee next year, and yes, that's a ton of money to walk away from. But one, Aaron is a different cat than most, as you know, and two. The Packers, in a messy divorce with Brett, were willing to give him roughly $20 million to walk away. Just a thought. So he doesn't think it's out of the realm of possibility that Aaron Rodgers does end up walking away. Or they come up with some sort of an agreement where they they part. Even though there's all that guaranteed money. Yeah, I'm, I'm, listen, I mean, Andrew Brandt knows this situation much better than us. I just, why does Aaron Rodgers... Agreed to the deal and restructure his deal that has $59 million guaranteed at his disposal in 2023 if he's not thinking about playing beyond 2022. I don't know. Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know. That's a lot of, that's a lot of cash to walk away from. 
Even for someone who's made a bunch of money and may be content, so to speak? I think he loves to be wanted. And all oh, he, no like, he wants, yeah. he wants yeah. them to say, Aaron, we love you. We yes. know you played with a broken thumb. Yes. We know it wasn't perfect this year. We're going to surround you and we want you to come back. I think he and likes being be the back. focus yeah. of Willie or Willie not. He'll be one of the biggest stories in the NFL again this offseason. Yeah, he, he loves that. Here, here's some of the love that uh, Ryan Poles handed out today. We did not, this was sort of backburner stuff. We played you a lot of the Justin Fields stuff, a lot of the Claypool stuff. That he still thinks the Claypool is going to be productive here. Uh, you heard Courtney Cronin talk about David Montgomery being a free agent. Polls raved about Montgomery. I've always wanted to keep David. I, I love his mentality, how he plays the game. I told him that to his face, and it comes from, uh, I mean, I, he's part of the identity that we had this year that kept us competitive. Um, now the second part of that is just the, the contract situation. Uh, that's something that will see how that goes and if we can find common ground I've, obviously i've learned that you can want a player and, and it, the value's got to come together um, for it to happen but I, I love the way that he attacked this season like that's that's a guy that does everything right and you all watched his tenacity his fight like he um i'm a big david montgomery fan i listen i, I think he's got a ton of admirable qualities you know, he ran for 800 yards this year on a 4.0 yard per carry average for his career here in Chicago. He's averaged just under four yards per carry, 3.9 yards per carry. I don't know what the financials of a potential deal would look like, but if you're looking at David Montgomery for five, six or seven million, I'd rather, over, quote unquote, overpay for a guy who I think is a difference maker in Josh Jacobs or Me. someone else. He's a, ni- he's a nice player. Yeah, he, right. you know what? He's got a lot of good qualities. Plays hard, team guy, good leader. You know, guy you can trust in a lot of ways, but he's just not a difference maker. Yeah. Here's polls raving about Darnell Mooney. So he did love a lot of things uh, in different players. I love him more than I did when I first walked in the door. I think he's a special human being, first and foremost, uh, and a really good football player. Um I don't know if I have the specific details. I know he's doing really well. Everything's positive. He's headed in the right direction. He's in rehabbing a bunch, so he's in good spirits. Uh, he's a guy, too, that in adversity, he's a guy that says, you know, it, it is what it is. I'm going to control what I can control, and uh, you know I'm going to come back just as good, if not better, than I was before. So, I thought this was really good. Ryan Poles on Braxton Jones. We talked a lot about him yesterday. Like his Bra- so like uh, our buddy Jimmy on the North Side yesterday said he's a depth guy. He's only a rookie. Um, Ryan Poles talked about Braxton Jones and all he accomplished as a guy who was not expected to do a lot in a rookie year when he was a later round pick. So this is Ryan Poles complimenting what Braxton Jones was able to do. You know, I'll start. I mean, I was proud of Braxton. He's got a long ways to go to to reach his ceiling. Um, but for his path, and if you look at a lot of, not many people look at the schedule for a player who, you know, goes into the offseason, senior bowl, combine, comes in as a fifth round pick, battles through camp, gets a spot, and then plays every single snap through the season. That's an accomplishment right there. That tells me he's wired right. He's got mental toughness, uh, rolled the ups and downs. Um, so I'm hoping that he continues to work on his body, his technique. And, and that's someone that we can play with and be successful with for a while. So there's Braxton Jones. Here's the rest of the offensive line. And the thing to take away from this bite was more about Tevin Jenkins. Listen for that. You know, I'll start with 
the positives, the run game stuff was outstanding. I thought they did a good job. I thought um, I had talked about earlier about putting guys in position to succeed. I thought Tevin was successful moving a guard. Uh, that was fun to see him go through that. Um, but as a, a unit, I thought the run game was really good. Um, but we have to get better in pass pro. They all know that, um, and they're up for the challenge. And we got to continue for those that aren't here. We got to continue to bring in players that can help us do that. So Tevin Jenkins, those were, the, and, and and Cole Komet was the other guy who got a lot of, got a lot of flowers thrown his way, a lot of bouquets yeah. thrown his way. It today. is interesting. Look, I, I I'm, I've said I don't read a lot, read a lot into what Ryan Pohl says. So I'm I'm trying not, I'm not being hypocritical, but I think it is humorous in some ways that he raves about some of the guys. <laughs> That, like you yeah, can tell the like, ones that he really likes, like Eddie Jackson before Eddie got hurt. Um, raves about uh, David Montgomery, Darnell Mooney. Now, nice players, but not like you're not going to confuse David Montgomery with Josh da- Jacobs. You're not going to confuse Darnell Mooney with Justin Jefferson. You're not going to confuse Eddie Jackson with whoever else. Just, you know, will tell you right out, I'm sold. I'm in. All the way in on these guys in a lot of ways. And maybe he's just playing poker a little bit. But the quarterback, you know, we need to see, yeah. you know, see some more over here. And and I think he, I, like, I would tell him, you know, and again, just from the outside, I wouldn't be as effusive with some of the guys and – as cold on some of the uh, yeah, it's just kind of you know, it's just kind of weird. Like I don't want to read too much into it, but it's kind of odd with how Ryan has decided who his guys are and yeah, who kind of who to to like. I think Cole Komet is a really nice player. I really do. I want to make that clear. I think Cole Komet is a good inline wide tight end who can be on your roster. I just don't. I don't think Cole is. I think that the previous regime had him. Trying to be someone that he wasn't. You got to put him in position to take advantage of what he does. Well, he's not George Kittle. He's just not. So don't think that he is. You know, Darnell Mooney's a nice player. They used him appropriately when he was healthy this year. I think that it's just kind of kind of weird. Well, you know, it's but I'm still learning. We're all still learning the GM. You know what I mean? And how he feels about stuff. The one interesting thing is all those players that he did rave about. Whether it be David Montgomery, who's a free agent this offseason, Cole Komet, who's up in a couple of years, Darnell Mooney, who's got one more year left on his deal. Let's see how much he's willing to pay those guys right. who he just gave a lot of right. praise to when it actually comes to, you know, opening up and, and writing a, a, a significant check. I, I think for these they're guys. going to try, and I think they should try to re sign Darnell Mooney, and I think they should try to right. re sign Cole Komet. But at reasonable, right. you know, Rates to who they are and where they fit in the grand scheme of the NFL Especially universe. Mooney. Mooney and Jalen Johnson is where Jaylen I start. Jalen Johnson, another That's one that where I, I start. That I would keep in the fold for yes. sure. Justin in Wisconsin, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Justin? Justin? Let's try Kenny in Dallas. Kenny. Hey, guys. Good afternoon. Hey, good Happy afternoon. New Year. Me too. Hey, so, uh, Waddle, you guys were talking a little earlier about um, remaking the offensive and defensive lines. I think there's a really clear path to doing that. Um, I hope obviously so. the three, I Well, with the three technique, you've got options like Drawn Payne that we've talked about, the kid from uh, Denver Foster. Um, who knows, maybe the Colts release DeForest Buckner. Um, then, you know, we've got money we could – 
uh, signing Gakwe. And then if we add Anderson, that completely remakes your defensive line. The other thing that I really think is huge for us, and I think we have to do, is in the third round, we need to draft either the center from Michigan or the kid from Minnesota. Both of those guys are studs. Olavatimi won the, the whatever the best offensive lineman uh, award this year. And y'all know how, how critical a really strong center is for a young quarterback. So, you know, and I think Jacksonville's in some cap space, and so their left tackle, Taylor, who's a good player, um, if we could somehow get him replace Whitehair, because he's probably going to get cut because of the cap. Uh, I think Miller said two weeks ago that would save us like $11 more million in cap space cutting Whitehair. But those moves right there remake both offensive and defensive lines. And then I love the talk about DeAndre Hopkins and only having to have him for a couple years. Still, we're going to add to the wide receiver room and the drafts. And Waddle, you know as well as anybody, sometimes it takes a little while for um, a wide receiver to come into the NFL and be productive. But I just, I just think Hopkins would be that number one to slide in with Mooney and Claypool and Komet. And that's some serious weapons. And I think that really takes us to where what we've talked about over the last you know, six, seven, eight weeks for us to be really competitive next year. What What do you think? Well, I'm going to be 100% honest. I, I don't know much about the guys you mentioned from Michigan and Iowa. I'm not real, you know. You're not scouting the centers I'm of the not, Big Ten? But I will say this. Finding a long-term solution at center would be very, very beneficial. Yeah. You need an anchor to that offensive line. And, and again, I just looked at Detroit as a team where I know it took a while for them to get everyone in place and get both lines where they are now. But I'd like to start doing that. And I think that that could provide the greatest amount of support for Justin the quickest. That's to give him more protection. Again, remember the numbers. They gave up 57 sacks last year. And conversely, they only had 20 sacks. That was a minus, a net minus 37 sacks. That tells you where they have tremendous needs both sides of the ball up front up front yep uh let's give away again uh, this outstanding prize thanks to our friends at connie's frozen pizza they're a great partner great friends of the show the official frozen pizza of the waddle and sylvie show we're giving away five free connie's frozen pizza every day this week it is national pizza week it is my favorite week of the year basically uh right now you can win five free connie's frozen pizza be caller 20 right now. And listen to this. If you are one of the five winners from this week, you will also get into the hopper for a chance to win a pizza oven, a pizza cutter, and 20 more Connie's Frozen Pizza. It's all thanks to our great friends and partners at Connie's Frozen Pizza. We love them, and they've got a special deal going on right now at Mariano's. Stop there tonight. Pick up your pizza and celebrate uh, National Pizza Week, six ninety nine on sale at Mariano's for Connie's Frozen Pizza. Right now, caller 20, five free Connie's Frozen Pizza right now. 312-332-3776. We'll crosstalk with Chris Black coming up next. Hey, how's your equipment handling winter so far? It's your buddy Tom Waddle here for Voss Equipment. Winter's tough in the Midwest. Make sure your forklifts, rail car movers, and all equipment are ready for extremely cold temperatures. Even if you have a maintenance plan, you have to do a preseason checkup. You don't want to mess around with this. 
Contact Voss Equipment for expert advice to keep your business winter ready or just for some helpful advice, go to VossEquipment.com and check out their blog on winter preparedness at VossEquipment.com. Waddle and Sylvie are back. Are back. Follow the show on Twitter at Waddle and Sylvie and at T Waddle 87. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. So we've given away uh, five more Connie's Frozen Pizzas. Thank you. Uh, also, they are bringing you the Twitch chat this week. Check out Twitch at twitch.tv slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. Bleck has a full ride tonight. Six Could have used you last night instead of that damn game. Yeah. Just fill over over some college football. Yeah. Just update the score every once in a while. Hey, it's Black and Abdallah. By the way, George is up a million. Yeah. Oof. We'll go go to the next call. Here's is, Eddie on the north side. <laughs> Again. We had Big C um, and, and Eddie yeah. conference call each other yesterday oh, no. on the show. We tried to have them do a... Eddie didn't know what hit him. <laughs> we, 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 I don't we, think they could hear each other. <laughs> or at least Eddie couldn't hear Big C. <laughs> or so he claimed. The two biggest Justin Fields, two biggest Justin Fields <laughs> haters. Yeah, right. I, okay, all right. Well, uh, by the way, Connie's Pizza is the best. It really so, is. Uh, yeah. I, I was just shopping the other day, and I got Connie's Pizza. So it's awesome. They're the absolute what's your, best. Uh, what's your topping of choice? You know, I sometimes I grab the uh, sausage pepperoni combo, but uh, the cheese is just. I, yeah. Sometimes a, a plain cheese pizza is is perfect. I'm with you. It's all you need. I, I don't mind cheese. Like right. I, pepperoni's my go-to, but if you just order me a cheese pizza, yeah. I'm good with a cheese pizza. You can't complain with that. Yeah, you can be content with a big cheese pizza, just <laughs> pizza for one. Yeah, well, yeah. Why not? Pull a Kevin McAllister. I sit may in the do back that seat tonight. A limo with a cheese pizza. Life is no great. limo for me. It'd just be sitting on my couch. But I can yeah. knock one of those down by myself. So you did you guys enjoy the college football last night? I watched <laughs> the first probably three quarters. And then I, I left for UFO shows on the History Channel. That's fair. I mean, you it just cover anything new. That's fair. Uh, it's usually just kind of regurgitating some of the same stuff. Is all it is. Talking to farmers who think they see see something out in the uh, distance. No mutilated cows uh, okay. last night. This right. was more about declassified stuff. Uh, Tell Black what you yeah. were watching then oh, to, the real to stuff. end the night. Oh, Basic Instinct. I, I, I caught Basic oh. Instinct like 20 minutes in. Oh, the legs crossing I, uh, captivated seen, you? Hadn't seen the movie in years. <laughs> On cable or is this... Uh, did no, you it was cable, the... yeah. Full, all right, yeah, so, all so, kinds so. of swears and nudity. Right. <laughs> I had forgotten how much sex was in that movie. Yes, that's I mean, why. Seriously. Yes, that's why it's nudity, so notable today. sex, violence... Swearing, it's drinking, like ba- basic instincts, cocaine use, heavy, co- heavy cocaine use, cigarettes. Uh, not smoking. as much. Oh, total! Everyone was smoking the entire show. In fact, I yeah. almost thought about getting up out of bed and going downstairs and having one myself. <laughs> Hold up! I mean, it you're was just like standing you know, outside sometimes on your, your, your front you're, lawn. Yeah, like you're watching a TV show and you're like. <laughs> You know what? That guy's having a scotch. You know what? I may need a scotch. I, I, you I know what? One. I feel like yeah. that more and more yeah, when I, I need watch one. Yeah, I'm sitting. You see a I show. Need a scotch. Scotch. I'm sitting at the bar having a drink. I'm like, 
I need a drink. Yellowstone does that to me. Yeah. They're always drinking you in Yellowstone. You want to go outside and ride a horse? They're always having a drink. <laughs> no, not the horse. Oh. <laughs> I don't want to ride the horse. Where they're, can I ride a horse? It's but, 10 p.m. Can I go all, find a horse? They're always having a drink. Yeah. And I'm like, I need oh. a drink. Well, that's Mad Men. If, yeah. you, if you've ever yeah. watched yes. Mad Men, yeah. every single... Smoke. Every scene, there's either sex, smoking, yeah. or drinking. They they haven't plucked. I've told these two a thousand times to watch Mad I've Men. I've only seen two episodes. I, I know. It's, it's a battle not worth even fighting. I get, it's a different pace. You have to be you wanting gotta, to watch it to, to get into it. So I get it. Like, it's not for everyone. You can't so be downstairs. tired either. you got to be focused, right? Never, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it certainly is a good wind-down show. Yeah. So, like, at the end of the night, it's, it's a good way to watch one a day. But, again, I would never push out. On anyone because I get it. It's not for everyone. Right. It's so just. I, w- it's I went downstairs. Uh, the smoke and the glass of scotch was available. No thirty-year-old oh. Sharon Stone downstairs though. There was not. No, no it was just me. <laughs> it's me and my dog. Were you looking? No, I'm just saying. I went downstairs and like. Did you go back up the, and, and the smokes was there. You know there was there was a bottle of uh, booze. Just me and my dog. It's all well, it was. Sharon. Oh. Well, wasn't Karen. looking. I'm just saying like. Where are you, Sharon? <laughs> I believe that's Catherine Chamel to you. Oh, look at you in character. Oh, dude. I watched that movie. I can probably finish the statement. I was hey, Chuck. Black. What's yes. up, Watts? Yeah. Black's a couple years younger than me. I was probably 14, 15 oh, when yeah. basic instincts. Will Wheelhouse. Changing for you? Wheelhouse. Yeah. Let's just well, say. I that probably... was back in Michael Douglas's prime as well oh, as yeah. an actor. For sure. I know I'm kind of changing the topic from Meller being hey, hot bothered by Sharon Stone. He's modern. Listen, I get it. I, Fast Times was on uh, last week, and I was watching it. My wife walks in the room. She's like, why are you watching this? I had no reason. Doesn't anybody <laughs> effing knock anymore? <laughs> One of the classic yeah. scenes. In, it's yeah, great. Yeah. It's fantastic. So I'm sure the, it was in Meller's wheelhouse, the, too. The moral of the story was the NCAA... Championship game yes. was that the highlight of the night? <laughs> right, right. No, we no, right. basketball got my attention yeah. more. It was yeah. a good game. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, I don't know what Caruso's doing on that final play, but he's your defensive guy he's yeah. running off of an open man, open for three. They, they have what, to, what was he doing? They have to put him together every game. They do. He's but broken. He, they have to put him together. The reason they lost was because of Caruso on defense leaving Al Horford wide yeah, open for wide three. Up. Like what? He, why? What are you doing? Oh, that ball was in and out and back oh. in again. All right, that's All enough. Right. That's enough yeah, bulls talk for the night. Yeah. Back to bears. All right, uh, we will be listening on the way home. Thank you. All right, we'll thank be you. talking bears. A barstool, big cat. Thank you to him, Courtney Cronin. Great work by Tyler and Meller for Waddle. I'm Sylvie. It's ESPN 1000. Have yourself a great Tuesday night.